Hello, everybody. Here I'm there to talk about Anchor. It's one of the best podcast uh, platforms that you can you can uh, go on. You can put all your podcasts on Apple, Google, any place. Any place to put up your podcast, you could all do it in one place. Anchor has all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. And you can distribute any of your, your podcasts on any platform like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know, Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, everything. It's everything you need you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. And let me tell you, I have had great experience with Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. That is Anchor FM to get started today. Welcome to Tony and Joe's show. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. Cindy did not like that music. I said, what the hell is this? We are get this was the official one of the NFL songs this season, the playlist. Okay? Oh jeez. All right. Obviously we're talking football. Yep. And Brad Holmes, I think he enamored himself enamored himself with the kind of general manager that you want as a rebuilding franchise. And I say this with all uncertainty because here's the reason. He signed DJ Chark to this one year deal, but it has two years where it could be it could be voided. They're option years, pretty much. Brilliant. Because if, if he, Chark plays good, boom, you got a good receiver and you be, and you got the option to keep him. You got the option to keep him. If he yeah. sucks, gets injured like he did last year, because of his ankle that's made of paper mache. <laughs> um, Poor guy. It's it's just a fact. But if if he doesn't play to what he's capable of, you can get rid of him. And then you know, there's, there's another thing about it is I watch I've watched people on Detroit Lions news. They they were in on Marcus Williams, the the safety from New or- New Orleans. Yeah. And they lost out to him because Baltimore paid him pretty much a whole guaranteed contract. And I don't think I don't think uh, Brett Holmes was willing to go to that extent to get him. Mm-hmm. And I got a message for a reason and method for why he did that. Why is that? Because next year you set yourself up to go into free agency and you have $111 million in salary cap space. Well, you know, also when I saw the contract structure for Chart and that it only counts $4 million toward the cap in 2022, yep. my first thought was, what's he saving the money for? Who is he saving the money for? Mm-hmm. They have a plan and it must be a big one because he is saving some serious money to make a serious investment in a, I believe, a marquee player. I don't think he does it for just optics. Right. No, I don't I think, think he did it for optics either. I think it's part of a plan. I think he has someone in mind, mm-hmm. and I think he might go get that guy that he has set in mind. And I think that with the way Brad Holmes has approached the free agency it has been brilliant because if you've seen, I don't know, you, you're, you are so busy on a campaign trail with your whole uh, – SOS and uh, yeah, I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere different every night, you're, but it's you're, great. You're a lot of people. Your little cute secretary of state office, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, everyone out there who renews their tabs, including every Detroit Lions player, which I have to do, right? Um, every one of them 
needs to know who their next secretary of state's going to be. So right. I got, I'm on the trail, but yeah, but no, you're I on, take you're time. On the you're on the trail. But I always take time for our show, Joe, because I am committed to Detroit sports and I am a Detroit. You are a committed person. You bet. I'm committed a hundred percent. But the contracts that have gone on in the NFL are absolutely insane. I mean, yeah. they, had, they had a guy like Christian Kirk. Jaguars, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but I tell Lions fans this because this is a good this is a good thing for them because usually they're let's face the facts, Lions fans are not used to good things happening to them. You don't say. Uh, you, you, had to, you, had, you had to go there. You had to go there. Of course I had to go there because I know you've been a long-suffering Lions fan and people need to be able to commiserate with you. Listen, what the Jaguars did is exactly what you don't do. Yeah. Because if you have to get all your talent in free agency, it means that you suck at drafting. It means that you can't draft yourself out of a paper bag. It means that you cannot add young talent, so you have to overpay for mediocre to decent talent. They're paying Christian Kirk, who is not this great wide receiver. He's a good wide receiver. He ain't great. More than Devontae Adams, who is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. More than Keenan Allen, who is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Christian Kirk? What? And then they're just they're spending money like like it's like like they're at a they're in a strip club. <laughs> they're just throwing down. They're just they're just, and, and, but they're throwing hundreds. It's like if I equate the Jaguars are the the fat guy that walks into the strip club and goes, "Here's my money to the first blonde redhead brunette chick that he sees that has a big pair," and he goes, "Money." <laughs> Throwing it. Because that's the only way they're coming over to see that guy, right? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. the only way these guys are coming to play for some of these teams, they have to entice him by throwing obscene amounts of money at him. And that's not the way you build a team. No. I mean, Brad Holmes comes from a, a place in L.A. where he had players banging down the door to get back, get in this this past year. Yeah. Von Miller, Odell Beckham, they played. They came to play for the Rams because they had a Super Bowl. They had a chance at a Super Bowl. You can see Brad Holmes is setting it up to be just like the LA Rams, what they did. And he's actually trying to do it in a better way because he's going to pick a quarterback at some point. Or he might have a quarterback here. Well, they've maintained that, that we do have a quarterback in Jared Goff that we can work with. We just got to build a team around him. And I don't know if I'm sold on that. I love Jared Goff's attitude. I love his, um, you know, I, I love his passion. And and I think he'd be committed to this program. I'm just not sure he can take him over the top. I'm not sure. He can. Yeah, and I'm 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 in the same camp, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We'll see what he can do with more talent this year, because obviously they've added talent to it. Ivan Ross, St. Brown, Josh Reynolds come back, uh, DJ Chark. I mean, they're going to have a really good offense, and he's he can do he can work with that. And if he can't work with that, there's going to be another quarterback coming in. But I just it's fascinating to me that I see Lions fans once again fall into the trap of we needed to play be a big spender in free agency. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think you guys understand what comes along with that, you know? Right. Well, the thing is, you want to be a big player in free agency, but 
what are you going to get? I mean, that does not equate into a successful rebuild. That does not equate into, you know, chances at a Super Bowl. That, that bring, it doesn't, it doesn't equate to that. Yeah, none of these players are putting you over the top. No, I mean, when what case, Joe, can you really say that being a big player uh, in free agency has resulted, that that in and of itself has resulted in any of these last five Super Bowl teams? Did it contribute to any one of them? The Bengals. But here's what the Bengals did. They did. They didn't overspend. That's a, that's the difference because I think what people they saw what the, the uh, Bengals did. You know, they saw the Bengals go to Super Bowl. Trey Hendrickson was a free agent. They got uh, Mike Hilton for free agent, but they really didn't pay any of those guys absorbent amounts of money. They took a chance on a guy, and they thought he they could fit fit the scheme and the, the team and the way that they play. Yep. I think that's more important than. Uh, some guy that is hyped up by because he's one of the best free agents and you land them. I mean, I think it's more important to get guys that fit your program. But I also think what Brad Holmes did is he he literally said the same thing Steve Eisman has said and uh, Troy Weaver have said is we're going to build this thing the right way. We're not going to take no shortcuts. We're not going to take a – we're not going to buy this, this team into – where a couple years from now you have to do it all over again because these contracts come back to haunt you. It's this is not this is not what they're doing. They're going to keep mm-hmm. it status quo. They're going they have confidence that they can draft and t- develop and get the best talent to fit, to round this team out. Well, let's hope that. Well, that's that's my point is that it's not just one thing, right? It's not just spending money. It's if you're going to spend money, spend it wisely, yep. invest it wisely, you know, and I think Detroit's starting to do that. I, I think they, they made a great deal um, with this last acquisition. I think that was a very wise move. And I think if they continue to make those types of deals, they will leave themselves enough cap space to be able to take advantage when the big fish comes along that they've really had their eye on, when it could be a game changer. Mm-hmm when it could be a real catalyst. In the meantime, let's pick up these value players for some great deals and uh, what could it hurt? So I think that they're, I think they're doing it the right way and you're right. It has to be, we need somebody who's going to fit our program. What I think a lot of Lions fans are struggling with, Joe, myself included, and maybe you can enlighten us here a little bit. What is the damn plan? We don't even know what the plan is. We can't even figure out what the plan is. So that's great that they want to, you know, get someone for the program, but what, what the heck is that? What is the program? Because it doesn't seem like they've got one. The program is, I don't know what you mean by program. Do you mean like the way that they're trying to build this thing? Yeah. I mean, their structure in terms of who, you know, what, what's their approach going to be to the game? Cause you were saying, you just said that you've got to get guys that fit your program. Yep. That's great. But I'm saying, I think there's a bit of, of uncertainty and murkiness about what the Detroit Lions program is. Do they even have one? Because for a long time, you know, people would say, well, they need to get a quarterback. We need to get a quarterback. If we just had a quarterback, that's our big problem. Well, we had a Super Bowl potential quarterback who became a Super Bowl reality in Matt Stafford for a decade Mm -hmm. and did nothing with it. So what is the program and how is that going to change? Obviously we've got Dan Campbell in charge now, um, you know, and uh, of, of, you know, he's kind of captaining this ship right now. 
uh, as far as being the head coach. And what's his what's his plan? What is his program? Because if we can figure that out, we can determine in our limited scope, right, as just fans and observers, we can it can make sense to us what we need to do. Yeah, I think what you're what you're trying to get at is so people are asking what kind of program does is Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes trying to drive home. And the first part about it is you're looking for tough, uh, physical, um, gritty guys. That's the, that's the first thing that you look for. But you're also looking for talent. You're looking for talent to round out the roster. What the Lions really need, I think the first part of this is this first part of the, the uh, their culture building was they built this call. They're building a culture to win games later, and they're building a culture where you know. So are you saying they're they're building from the backfield forward? Is that what you're telling me? What do you mean backfield forward? I mean, are, are they are they trying to get are, are are they trying to build up? Do you think they're going back to building up around the the QB again? No, I think what they're doing is they're building the whole entire team. What you've seen them do in last year's uh, free agency in the draft and all that jazz or whatever was, and you even see them when they resigned players. They resigned only the players that really helped them. They helped they the ones that helped them stayed with them, and that's a commitment to the team, the players that if you do good, we're gonna reward you. We will pay you. You will get your money, and we will make sure that you're taken care of. Second part is. You're in the first part. That was the first year of the rebuild, okay? First year of the rebuild, which you are... The first year of a 50-year rebuild, Joe? <laughs> it was the first year of Dan Campbell Brad Holmes rebuild. All right, all right. They, I've been a little saucy there. It's okay. They have... This is their first year of the rebuild. They have to make sure that it's all good. They have to make sure that they have the talent to compete. You're going in the second year, and all you're looking to do is gather talent. That's all you're looking to do. And then you're looking to figure out what you're trying to accomplish in the long in the long scope of it, and that's winning games, obviously. So, so what do we see happening with free agency? What do we see? What do we see happening with the draft? What do we see? What are we to expect then? If this is the plan, and I'm all for a rewarding commitment, I really am. I get it, but you got to play, you got to produce. You know, and, I I mean, th- and all the guys that they did pay, they produced. So that's what I'm saying is they're paying. They're that's they're setting the precedent that if you produce, we will reward you. We've shown that we will reward you. See, it's people. So what do you think they're going to do with all this cap space that they're that they're keeping open? What do you think? Well, next do? next year's free agency class is unbelievable. There are so many top level players that are available next year. Who are you liking? I mean, I'm going through the list right now. There is obviously next year uh, T.J. Hawkinson has a club option, so he's going to be picked up. But there's Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive end from Tennessee. There's Dexter Lawrence. There's Marcus Davenport. There's uh, Deron Payne, there's uh, Deontay Harris, Jacoby Myers, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, 
there's so many Roquan Smith is a that's a linebacker that they could use. Uh Anthony Walker. I mean, you go down the list of these guys, there's so many there's so many top level players that are available next year. If you just have a decent year, if you just have a decent year, you can entice a lot of these guys to come here because they will have the opportunity to play for a culture that is a winning culture because they have built up the culture the way they want. You mentioned a lot of quality people, and I'm not saying, I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to argue that. But what I will argue is this. More important than getting any particular player who it has potential, I think it's critical that the Lions acquire the right players, not just the best players they can afford, the best ones that are available, but the right players. Well, the, guy, the guys I named, all of them, all of them fit the, the the profile that you Dan Campbell and, and his and his guys want. Yeah, but he's gonna have. They're gonna have to get guys that are gonna work well with the existing the existing uh, roster that they're that they're gonna retain. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to have guys who've got chemistry. You're gonna have to have guys who are gonna be able. To I, see, I don't buy that because there's always an influx of talent coming in to the rosters. I mean, I think you got the right there's, guys. There's a roster turnover every year in the NFL with every team. I mean, you there's, there's every year there's a turnover. There's players leaving. There's players going. There's players coming. There's players staying. Whatever. It, this in this portion, you know, the Lions, they're building. They last year they had a good end of the year. They, they really had a great good end of the year. They started playing really they started catching of what Dan Campbell was trying to spell. And they believe that Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are building the right team. Now you're gonna get most of these guys that your your most talented guys are gonna come from the draft. They're gonna be they're gonna be brought in here as a rookie and they're gonna learn how it is to be a Detroit Lion. Well that's great, but how long is that gonna take? I mean I, I, I'm not sure you I mean, can you you could see a difference in a year, and don't I don't like I don't like the 1957 thing. That's just that's that's just ridiculous because 1957. Listen, bodies players weren't even freaking born. So we've been rebuilding though for I think for that long, but I I think that see this is how it is. Whenever we record this show, people can't. They're so engaged with what we're saying, Joe, they can't help but make comments. So we do have an audience, by the way, sometimes. Yep. We have live audience folks who, who sit in with us. We've seen a 1957 wrote on a piece of paper. Yeah, wrote on a, wrote on a page. Here's, paper here's, where I, here's where I say it's different, though, Cindy. And, and, and you can correct me if you think that I'm, I'm, I'm joshing, but here's the difference. You have, for the first time, a general manager who didn't bite the bait. Do you understand what I'm saying? When Steve Eisenman came, I feel in, when Steve Eisenman came into Detroit, he didn't bite the bait of spending too early. When Troy Weaver came to the Pistons, he didn't bite the bait of going and buying a free agent and that killing them in the long term when they had the talent to compete. You have to draft and develop in these leagues, especially in the NFL and NBA and NHL. And then the NFL, if you draft well, you can turn around your franchise in less than less than a year. And that's what the Lions did last year. They added Penai Sewell to a, a stacked offensive line. 
Now they're probably going to have one of the best offensive lines in football. They got a guy in Amaran St. Brown who could be a complete steal of the draft last year where he was picked in the fourth round. And you look at guys like Lee McNeil, Levi Anzarike, Mel Fanu, Derek Barnes, they could all take steps up. The Detroit Lions had the the fifth best the fifth best draft class in the NFL last year by snaps played. Mm-hmm. That shows you what Brad Holmes is trying to accomplish. The Lions have never done that. Every time the Lions have had a guy who came in as a general manager, he tried to outspend his mistakes, and that's exactly what I'm saying with Jacksonville with their what they're doing. They are outspending their mistakes of how they drafted, and they're trying to spend it in free agency. And that's just not the way it rolls. I mean, you look at all the great teams across sports. The Yankees did they did they sign did they sign free agent called Gene, uh, uh, Aaron Judge? No, they drafted him. Did the Patriots sign a guy named Tom Brady at one point? No, they drafted him. Mm-hmm. Did the Spurs sign a guy like Tim Duncan? No, they drafted him. The Ravens, did they sign a guy or did they draft a guy named Steve Steve Eisenman? They drafted him. Did the, Ra- did the Ravens, this is one of their biggest players of their, their, whole, their whole franchise, Ray Lewis, did they sign him or did they draft him? They drafted him. And those, guys, those players have set the tone for those franchises to this day. So what you're saying is, do you think the Lions are looking for a generational talent and then that's going to come out of the draft? I'm not saying that I wouldn't love to have generational talent here in Detroit. You can have a generational talent right now at, at the tackle spot with, with Penn High School. But the other question is, what are we going to do right now to make this team better? And what is the program that they're trying to run? You're gonna go in that you're gonna go into the NFL draft. You're gonna get your guys. You're gonna get a guy, you're gonna get a guy that can help you next year. A guy that will be see in the NFL, these guys are ready to come out of college. They're ready to play. It's not like Dan Bay where these guys come in and they need a little refresher course. Or the NHL where they had to spend time the aid, you know? Right. Or NBA or the major league baseball, they got to spend time in the minors. This is not the same thing. These guys that come out of college football are ready to go. But you got to draft the right players. And see, that's what Brad Holmes developed last year, is he drafted the right players that came into this, this team. They contributed. They played well. They learned as a rookie. And they got better as the season went on. And now you're building off that because last year when you started, uh, when the, the Lions started the season, they didn't have a Josh Reynolds that they can count on. They didn't have a DJ Chart. They didn't have an Amon Ross St. Brown that could count on. Amon was not even a thought at that point. And these guys came along. Charles Harris, they got defensive end that they re-signed. He was a big-time player. They're going to get back Romeo Okwara, who who is coming off an injury. And he's one. He, he's a defensive leader. I mean, these are just things that you look at and you go, this team is going to turn the corner soon. All right. Well, I, you know what, Joe? You seem to be making some sense. You're selling me, and I'm hard to sell. So I'm hoping that you're right because there's nothing that would please me more than seeing the Lions have a breakout season coming up in 2022, except for, of course, Cindy Berry becoming the next Secretary of State. That's the only other thing that, that could top that. Really. That would be pretty cool. 
See how I worked that in? You like that? I, you <laughs> Shameless know, promotion. Wouldn't, on my it be, wouldn't it be cool if we go into November? We go into November. The Lions are, you know, buying for they're they're five hundred. They're playing for they're playing good football at City Bay, Secretary of State. I'd be that'd be pretty freaking great because then both of us here to save Michigan. Then we're getting somewhere. Then we're getting somewhere. Amen, brother. Then we're getting somewhere. In our next segment, we are going to talk the NCAA attorney. You don't want to miss that. Make sure to join us.